Hey, Scott. Yeah, Dwight. Uh, welcome to this week's uh, Bagel Basket. Uh, what? Wait, what? What? You well, just you just said Bagel Basket. No, I yeah, Bagel. That's what we're the we're the writers Bagel Basket, right? You mean Bagel? No, stop being such a chameleon, Scott. I, Wait, what? what? You know, that's how we pronounce words in uh, here on the Bagel Basket. Ugh. You've been watching How I Met Your Mother again, haven't you? I have. <laughs> we watched uh, season six, episode nineteen, uh, art eighteen, Legend Daddy, um, and that means it's in the basket, the writer's bagel basket. Bagel. Tear me apart, Lisa. Fourteen. Great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. Die with him because I'm Homer Simpson. Pizza, pizza, pizza. <laughs> Uh, so, welcome to the Writer's Bagel Basket. I'm Scott Carlin. I'm Dwight Stearns. Uh, so, we just watched Legend Daddy Season 6, Episode 19 of How I Met Your Mother. Barney finally meets his father. That's such a short little... Blurb like, of it, right? Blurb. Yeah. Like, it should be more, right? I would imagine, like... I guess, I mean, it's Season 6, Episode 19, so at this point... It's been building up to this, yeah. so that would make sense. I love, well, I loved, like, for the longest time, I loved How I Met Your Mother. Season 8 was like, meh. Season 8 started to falter, but I could forgive it, but they made one classic mistake. And, uh, guys, we spoiled it last episode. We're going to be talking about it a lot, because we're not just going to talk about How I Met Your Mother. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about the entire crux of the show. Yeah. They killed the mother. Yeah, oh, they, they murder her good yeah, in, the, this, in they, the last season. And it's so upsetting. They, they tease it in season eight, and uh, when, I, when I first heard that, I was like, no, they better not do that. Yeah. Because um, the original choice, Dwight picked this episode. Yep. Because uh, we were trying to figure out which one to do. We wanted to do a darker one. Yeah. Uh, the original one choice. One that had a good hairpin turn on it. Yeah, the one that we originally both agreed on was too dark, and that's where... Uh, it's called Bad News. It's in season six, and that's when you find out that Marshall's dad died. Yes. Oh, that one. Um, yeah, that one is uh, brutal. I think it's uh, in. I think it's the Christmas episode. Yeah, it's right. It was right before the Christmas break. Uh, yeah. Bad news. Bad news. So yeah. So we couldn't do that. That was too dark. Yeah. But we wanted to show how they go from being wacky and crazy too really dark Mm -hmm. and it was either this one or the time traveler which barney and uh barney and ted are trying to decide whether or not to go to robots versus wrestlers (laughs) and it just ends with them teasing that the mother's gonna die yeah um but this one was perfect because it it shows this sets up that entire dark season seven season eight season nine because up until that point, this the series wasn't really that dark. There were there were a few. Yeah, it was pretty light. I mean, the darkest thing up until this point was basically Marshall's father dying, which happened in that Bad News. That started. That was the like the really be- the beginning. Because other than that, everything was relatively lighthearted. Like the most like dark things that happened were still handled with. Um, Cake gloves. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, when Ted got left at the altar, or when um, 
Marshall and Lily break up in the first season. Like, like they're, it was like emotionally impactful stuff, but it wasn't like a massive gut punch, like the death of someone or like dealing with like abandonment issues from your childhood. Type and of deal. and do you know what the solution of both of those were? Sleeping with your ex because Marshall and Lily end up before they get back together they they sleep together yep. and then Ted and Robin get back together yeah, yeah briefly the they have Stella the thing. the the agreement yep. yeah and, and like for example oh, what was I just going to say about I lost it just kidding <laughs> it's all good uh, so in this episode uh, Barney probably six episodes before this one oh, oh okay, go ahead okay, okay. Uh, so like. The other time, every other time that they've dealt with, like, Barney not knowing who his father is, it's always been handled super comedically. Yeah. Like, like the Price is Right episode where he thinks it's Bob Barker, and, like, he basically comes out the end and says, like, I know Bob Barker's not my dad, that type of stuff. Yeah. That, it was still handled in a comedic way. It wasn't done, like, this episode where it gets, like, really, like, well, why didn't you love me? This was very um, Fresh Prince with, like, right. why wasn't he there for me, man, type of deal. And <laughs> the the funny thing is, like... Two or three episodes before this was Oh Honey when uh, you find out that, that Barney wrote the letter. Because he finds out mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season where him and Robin are causing destruction in the Museum of Natural History. Yes. And I love that episode. was hysterical. That episode is so funny. But uh, in Oh Honey, he goes to hit on Katy Perry. She's in his bedroom. And he goes... Who's your dad? Uh, who's your daddy? And she goes, "Who's your daddy?" And he goes, "I don't know." <laughs> and he just starts crying in her lap, and she she you know is stroking his head, and he's like, "I wrote a letter, and he never got back to me, and I don't know what's gonna happen." And that's that's what How I Met Your Mother has been like with Barney. Mm-hmm. Um, but but this Barney's character, I feel like, is so inconsistent in this episode, and just kind of over the the course of the the series, that it it gets a little frustrating because like when he starts off, he's like very player, he's very um, sociopathic. Yeah, exactly. Like when his treatment to women, and then there are times where he reverts to like crazy childlikeness. I mean. And then there are times where he's like a sociopathic businessman. Like, it just jumps back and forth a little bit too much I for think me. this is also the season where he tries to pick up a girl pretending to be, like, a little boy. Yeah, that one was uh, Baby weird. talk. Yeah. Um, because Ted's dating boats, boats, boats. So his whole play is, is being, like, a little boy. But that makes sense for his character because Neil Patrick Harris does a great job playing Barney. Yeah, oh, he is the perfect cast for this. And the, like, he was the, cast. The original, like, casting call for this was Sam Levine from Freaks and Geeks audition. Oh, really? And Jim Parsons. Oh, ooh, that, that would have been so weird. It would have been like, excuse me, I'm here to pick you up. Yeah, that <laughs> like, would have been weird. Seeing Sheldon like Cooper. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Tyler LeBain, uh, who was in Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Okay. Uh, he is on... Not Alan Tudyk from that one, I right. assume. <laughs> He's on a, a Voltron. He plays Hunk. Okay. Oh, that... Yep, I can see that. And he later played a role like that in another Bays and Carter TV show called <laughs> Mad Love with Jason uh, Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs and uh, Sarah Chuck. Okay. So, the role of Barney in this episode, he writes a letter to his dad. The dad shows up, and it's... The casting for all the parents yeah. on the show 
with the exception of Lily. Lily's dad is perfect with Chris Elliott, yep. but his her mom is just a throwaway. Did she even have, oh yeah, her, her mom was in that one episode with where, the vibrator. With the, yeah, with the vibrator. I yeah. Remember that. Um, but Robin's mom is Tracy Ullman. Her dad is Ray Weiss from yep. uh, Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Marshall's dad is Bill Faderbakes. Yep. Um, his mom, I don't remember who she is. But she's funny. Yeah, she's hell. great. Uh, Ted's mom is the that lady from Heroes. Yep. I don't remember her name. But... Uh, she's the Petrelli. And his dad is from uh, Family Ties. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, Michael, Michael Gross. Gross. And his stepdad is the mayor from, Mayor Wilkins from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yep. So, like, the casting of the parents is yeah, perfect. Crushed it. I think Nancy Travis was his stepmom. Wayne good, right? What? Uh, Wayne Brady's dad. I oh, it's Ben Vereen, ben Vereen. from from yeah. Fresh Friends. Yes. So, uh, and Barney's mom is Frances Conroy from Six Feet Under. Mm-hmm. Now, Barney's dad is John Lithgow, who John Lithgow is one of my favorite. Yeah, he is favorite fam- he's TV phenomenal. dads because he's, he's Dick Solomon. Yeah, Dick Solomon yeah. and the Trinity Killer. Oh, <laughs> well, the, it's so funny because he goes when he shows up, he looks like the Trinity Killer. Yeah, he's you know, just standing there. He, like... He's just standing there. And I think this was right after he did Dexter. Yeah. So it's terrifying to see him. He's just standing there holding the letter, and he looks like he's just going to take an ice pick and start stabbing <laughs> Barney in the face. Hello, Barney Stinson. <laughs> Hello, Barney Stinson. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Rita! Uh, so... Uh, then he turns into Dick Solomon. He goes from being the Trinity Killer to being Dick Solomon yeah. in like five seconds flat. Well, the, the thing that I like about John Lithgow in this in this episode, so after John Lithgow shows up, Barney then goes more or less on a date with his father. Like He <laughs> hangs out with him at the at McLaren's, and um, everyone else is upstairs being like, oh, I hope it's good. And then Barney comes back, and he tells them the story about how amazing his dad was. And his dad and John Lithgow is like a super smooth, like, oh, Glenn McKenna neat. Like they're, he, he's he like manages, a ladies' man. He, says he manages Bon Jovi and yep. the Rolling Stones. Yeah, exactly. He says he's like a, a tour manager type of deal, and he's like picking up chicks, hitting on girls, and Barney is just like over the moon with them. And so that... Him in that sequence is great because later you find you see his perspective of what happened. What really happened? Exactly. Because and Barney Barney is a gifted liar. Oh yeah. I shouldn't be saying that, but it's true. He's a really good liar, and um, the way he, he I don't think he's lying. I think it's how he's trying to see the world mm-hmm. so that he's not suffering. Okay. Because everything Barney does is to make sure he's not suffering. So this whole thing uh opens up with an intervention they do the intervention a lot on this show yeah where they go to, that's a recurring joke they go to ted's good. house for him to show what the house really is yeah. like gonna be and then they go outside there's an intervention and marnie goes thank god <laughs> ted this house is crazy we all talk about it behind your back now do you think they really talk about ted making the house behind his back or do you think that's just another you know, barney thing? i bet you they do because um when he initially bought the house i know they all thought it was kind of like a bad idea right um until they eventually got on board with it i wouldn't be surprised if barney was holding on to that it being a bad idea longer than everyone else did yeah so maybe so they flash back they do a lot of flashbacks and that's when you pointed out yeah. uh what did you notice? Well, it was the first time I've ever really noticed that on this um, se- uh, this series is like the scene transitions were are their wipes. It was like the it jumped out at me like they did a left to right wipe and it was just the weirdest, uh, jarring transition. I think it's I supposed to be like a flashback. Yeah, like but I'm not. Like, they did I mean, flashbacks they do with, the with like. There was like sound effects and stuff like that. This was a scene transition that was just like for them from one one sequence to another, and it was just 
different. It was, I, I've never noticed it before. But yeah, for, for the flashbacks, they did do like the quick whip pans with, right. with sound effects, which was eh, different. Not different, uh, but weird. So, um, Barney... Barney is out with his dad. Mm-hmm. He says it goes great. Then the gang is at the bar, and they're talking about Barney, showing concern. <laughs> the concern that they have for each other, they address in Season 7 with Cal Penn, with mm-hmm. Kumar, that... It's very uncomfortable. Like, they're too close. Yeah. It's uh, too close. The, the amount of their friendship is... They're way too involved with each other's lives. Right. But then uh, that all gets nixed because Barney's dad goes to them for help. Mm-hmm. And he's the biggest nerd. He's, like, the biggest dad. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like he is what Ted ends up becoming. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense, Because he actually. makes all these dad jokes. Like, my favorite joke in the whole episode, and I'm really embarrassed to admit this, is when Barney goes, oh, are you still managing tours? And he goes, I changed lanes years ago. Uh, I'm a driving instructor. I should have said that. Like, like Changed lanes, and then he like, does like a little hand gesture. Yeah. That was, fun. Oh, that was good. So, Barney, they cut back to the actual porch. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we want to help your dad, and you're going to dinner with him tonight. Yeah, the whole first act of this episode is a flashback. And then, right. like, we, you finally, like, catch back up with um, the mod, like the current time. Which is what I've always liked about How I Met Your Mother is their non-linear storytelling in episodes. Like, it's it was pretty... For a three-camera show, that's very un- untraditional and unconventional, and I like it. Yeah, they actually use four cameras on this, and they don't film in front of a studio audience. Yes. I knew that. Do, do you want to explain what well, they, they don't, do? They don't because, uh, because of the amount of non-linear stuff that they have to do. Because when they normally shoot a TV show, it's more or less uh, beginning to end. It's a play. Yeah, exactly. Um, but for this, because there's so many things that are out of order and so many different sets and stuff like that, then they don't, they, they can't shoot it in order. So they don't use uh, studio audience. And they, it's all canned stuff. Specific- no, it's not. They, they film it oh, all. Oh, that's right. They, they film sh- it all. They bring in the studio audience and then they show they it show on the it. monitor. That's right. But like the best example of this is in season two when Ted and Robin break up. They um, There's a sequence where Lily is freaking out about the wedding that's coming up and Ted and Robin come in and they're covered in spaghetti. And it's like, what's going on? And apparently like at that time they had also shot the sequence where they got covered in spaghetti later because like, everything yep. was just shot out of order type of mm-hmm. deal. So. So. And that's not until like two episodes later that you find out how that Yeah, happened. that's the, you don't find out until the season finale. Yeah. So Barney says that he, uh, this is when it gets really dark. Yeah. It, it gets really dark because he's like, no, I'm not going to dinner. I, I, I'm never going to talk to my dad again. Yep. And because he just didn't connect with him. He didn't want to. But then Marshall comes over and says, no, Barney. I'm never going to talk to my dad again. And it's like a gut punch because, like, this is only a couple episodes after Marshall's father had died. Yeah. So, I mean, his, his father dies in episode 13 of this season, and yep. this is episode 19. So it's been six episodes. Yeah, and it, it's just so brash. And then you find out that Marshall kind of said that to manipulate Barney mm-hmm. into seeing his dad yeah so he's like he's using his dad's death against barney to make barney reconnect with his own it's a little manipulative and a little yeah it's just kind of it's, it's inappropriate but yeah i remember the first time i saw that i was like oh that's that's cruel that's really that, uh. yeah that's rough the the marshall losing his dad was 
heartbreaking. And yeah. then, so for it to like be a obviously it's going to be a recurring theme, which is pretty unusual for most TV shows like right. this. Usually it's like oh something happens and then it's never mentioned again. Yeah, but that's and, why this type of show is great. Well, do you want to uh, explain what they originally? did like with marshall's dad dying i mean how he died oh okay um well yeah the whole episode um is just basically a standard episode uh where marshall and lily are trying to get pregnant so they're going to a specialist and in the background of the episode you're seeing all these numbers counting down like it starts from 50 and it goes down to one i remember when i watched it live i saw those numbers and i was like something's going to happen something big is going to happen and so at the very end of the episode you get down to down to one um marshall's outside of mclaren's and lily gets out of a cab and she comes up to him and she says marshall there's been an accident or not an accident your your, your dad had a had a heart attack he didn't make it and jason siegel didn't know that that's what they were going to say he thought they were going to say um she she was going to tell him that she was finally pregnant because that's what they were trying to do the whole episode or this whole season and so Jason Siegel's reaction is just like a genuine like my dad's dead and like he like breaks down and it was it was really good TV really cruel for them to do that to yeah, him but it was awesome the episode that he read I, I guess the script that they got was called Good News oh seriously or some, yeah because the, the episode's bad news yeah so so then they do that and him saying I'm not ready for this mm-hmm. was real yeah and oh, oh it's so cruel so that's why we didn't do it. That's why we didn't yeah, pick it. Too bad. Uh, so then Barney begrudgingly says that he's going to go yep. to dinner with his dad. And um, uh, they're pointing out, before that, they point out how like everyone has faults. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, because that's they're like, you need to forgive your dad. Everyone has faults. And um, they bring up the fact that Ted can't pronounce... Well, yeah, well, the way that when the episode started, um, they were trying to fix Barney's TV, and Barney says, Oh, I don't have any tools, blah, blah, blah. And so they're making fun of Barney's giant gap in knowledge of not knowing how to use tools. And so then they go into everyone else's. This is the B story, is everyone else's gaps in knowledge. Ted's is he can't pronounce words properly. Um, Robin doesn't know that the North Pole exists. She thought she, it was, a, so it was she, fake. She also doesn't understand that Jack Kennedy and John Kennedy are the, same, the same person. person. And then um, Lily's was that she can't throw things. She has like, no she has aim. Terrible aim. And that's when they say the grossest line of the entire series, where, Lily, you pee on the floor more than I do. Yeah, it's, that's uh, so gross. That is, at our house, you're the one who, who pees on the floor more than yeah. me. Yeah, it was, it was nasty. So, um, then Barney goes to dinner with his dad, and this scene is very uncomfortable from the very it, be- It's the, the dinner with the dad scene is the epitome of me, what I was talking about earlier with how they. Barney's character is way too fluid with certain things because it's incredibly uncomfortable. It gets uncomfortable, but yeah, it's because it starts off with like. Um, Barney's I dad. I your suit, Barney. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the awkward part of the house being like, "Oh, this house is horrible." Like, I like your coat, and she's like, "Oh, I, I like your suit. Well, I like that coat. That's your coat, Barney." I still love it. Yeah, I still love it. But like, so they're at dinner, and um, John Lithgow shows Barney a picture of them as kids, and like, so like, that's like Barney starts to like reconnect with them. He's like, "Oh yeah, you showed me Z- you met I met ZZ Top with you," and so Barney. I like, thought of Santa Claus. Yeah, Barney kind of comes around on his dad. But then, um, JJ, JJ, uh, John Lithgow's other son from his current, uh, marriage comes out and Barney starts like ribbing on him. So he goes from like hating his dad to loving his dad and being like the, Oh, how much money do you make JJ? How much, uh, what's your job? And like, that's 
too far in a different direction. And and Jerry's encouraging this. He's exactly. like, he's like, yeah, give it to my eleven year old son, yeah. like because he really has it coming. And the mother, the mother is very responsible. She's like, knock it off, like stop it, stop it. <laughs> like this is weird. Yeah. And I'm wondering if he explained. Like, listen, we need to let Barney make fun of our child because I abandoned him. I would hope after that. I mean, I'm sure in that situation, she clearly knows that this is someone from a previous marriage. So here's... here's oh, Barney's... I guess that makes sense. Barney's what? In his 30s at this point? Probably like 32, 33? Barney... They say Barney is older than everyone. Barney's supposed to be 35, 36. At this point? At this point. And okay. Ted's supposed to be 30, 31. Okay. Because that... Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because I'm trying to like figure out timelines because... Uh, Jerome, um, John Lithgow says that he has a daughter in college, which would make her between 18 and 22. Yeah. So that means, I guess it would have been like af 10 years after um, leaving Barney's mother that he would have had his, his other family. And then two seasons from now, you find out that Ted sleeps with Barney's sister. Barney's sister, yes. And it's weird. Half-sister. Yeah. yeah. That uh, is funny. So Barney is... <laughs> Barney is re reverting to a state of adolescence. Yeah. And he is trying to bond with his dad, picking on his brother, and kind of being okay, but not liking his stepmom. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes sense. So the thing is, I've realized watching this that it's Barney's mom who's kind of at fault because she took James away from his dad, mm -hmm. who was a Baptist minister. Yeah, I don't think they ever really go into how... They, or why she never let him raise the, or, yeah, they, they go into why the they go into why she takes Barney away from Jerry. Well that makes sense because he was like a roadie, like drugged out loser. And like, he and he let Barney get in trouble at the museum. Yeah. Like he he I guess he like played on like a dinosaur or a dinosaur he, almost came crashing yeah, down. Yeah, I think on him? I think he they they um he was on like a T rat or a tri uh, Triceratops or something like that. He like broke it. He broke a big dinosaur of some sort. Dinosaur and, bones. And he could have got hurt and died. Yes. So it was a pterodactyl. I don't remember. Yeah. So that makes sense. But at the same time, if he was trying to get his life together, like he <laughs> should have contacted. Yeah. Barney. Like at some point in that, like once he had gotten you know off the wagon and was back like and was a normal person he probably should have recontacted with or reconnected with barney yeah barney's 36 because he was six years old when his dad left and he said 30 years have, have there you passed. go yeah nailed it so um barney then starts making fun of uh jj, JJ. and he goes what does jj stand for jerky jerk face actually it's jerome jr Oh, excuse me. And then and he then leaves. He leaves. Like, like, so that's also like the, like I was saying, the amount of how he changes from serious to childish to serious just was so rapid and it really kind of it's pulled me very uncharacteristically yes. Barney. Yes. Like, that's not the Barney Stinson we know and love. Mm -hmm. Like, it was still mediumly effective because, like, I can understand if, if they hadn't done the childish stuff right before that. That I feel would have been more impactful because it like it is oh, pretty course, pretty yeah. brutal when it's like oh you named him after you like you didn't love me enough to name you after me like me after you but it was good for him like that I assume would be devastating to someone right. and then uh, we cut back to the car and um, that's when Marshall goes. Yeah, what a bunch of dum dums! Like he says, dum dums. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love Jason Siegel. I, I so love much. Jason Siegel too. Um, 
I always thought, like, growing up, like, not growing up, but in college, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to end up like Ted, and now I'm ending up like Marshall, so, and you've been Marshall for years. I have been Marshall for years, <laughs> so yeah. We're, this is, let, welcome let, to the Marshall, the Marshall Erickson. Marshall, Marshall show. The, we, I literally identify with Marshall quite a bit because um, I've been dating my wife since we were in high school, which yeah. is, like, Marshall and Lily met freshman year of college, me and Tiffany started dating end of junior year of high school, so... When we were watching the show, we had been together with Marshall. We had been together exactly as long as Marshall and Lily had been together. So it was just fun and awesome. And so. and I feel like you and I are both Marshalls because we love board games. True. We love creating games. We love puzzles. Yes. And, and I love old school video games. I love NES games. So I'm fun. not good with new video games because <laughs> it's too real life for me. It's like That's too fair. That's like fair. I had a PS2 and I could only play like grand theft auto and maybe a few other games but mm -hmm. as soon as like the max pains like came Started out it was, like, coming terrible because i'm like oh this is real life <laughs> so like, it's funny because you look at them now and you're like oh this is what? it's yeah. just a block <laughs> right so like i i have like nintendo nintendo 64 like stuff like that like i still have like my Marshall. nintendo and nintendo 64 hooked up in the other room nice i love those things like, too do you have the hook game uh, I have Hook for Super Nintendo. Awesome. Yes. And is it still terrible? Like, awful to beat? Like, hard to beat? Oh, it's incredibly hard. Okay. And that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Marshall then asks them to, you know, point out his faults. He's like, listen, guys, I know that you're you're dealing with me with, like, kid gloves because my dad died. And then they go through, like, all the stuff that he, he gets away with. That was funny. I think that was the funniest part of the episode for me. It had to be, like... And I think my favorite line... What's your favorite line that he goes... My favorite line is the very first one that he says, because he's talking about, like, how he... Oh, no, not the first one, because he says, like, oh, he he was talking, and his voice cracked, and he was like, oh, I noticed that you guys didn't make fun of me for that. You wanted to, but, I, but you didn't. He's like, so then I started pushing it, and he goes... This is my favorite, too. I think that Phantom Menace is the best Star Wars movie, and, like, he's telling it to Ted and Barney, and Barney's just like... It ages really well. <laughs> that's that's my absolute favorite. Cause yeah, it's just, cause... I just love that line because I love Ted's reaction because Ted goes... Because <laughs> they've set up before how much they all love Star Wars. So they, it's so, ugh, so good. Right. Um, and they also point out like when, when women don't like Star Wars, like that Stella hated Star Wars yep. because I love how she describes it. Oh, we have this talking bear and now the talking <laughs> bear is a gun, but we're okay with it. And like, I was like, you leave that talking bear yeah, alone. You leave Chewie alone. Go away. <laughs> well, I think that that's fair because she didn't see it until she was older. Right. So I can understand not liking that. Yeah. But anyways. So uh, Marshall, <laughs> I also how he ends that is he brings a possum into their house. Yeah, that was... A little too far. Hey guys, this is Rex. He's a possum. I found him in the trash. He lives with us now. I love him. Lily, we are living with a possum. Rex is violent and he hates us. It was funny. But, but... he was proving his point and I love how he, he even hates it. He's like, we're living with a possum. He doesn't like us. <laughs> And he goes, tear me a new one. Not like, you know, the possum did. Not like Rex did last night. Rex did last night. Yeah, he names it Rex. This is Rex. Uh, I found him in a dumpster. He lives with us now. But possums, you know, help 
they they eat all of the ticks and present prevent Lyme disease. But they also eat your face, apparently. Apparently, yeah. It was a, a possum he found in a dumpster. Like, come <laughs> on. I mean, you're not gonna go to the pet store and be like, one possum, please. That's a good. Oh, touche, touche. <laughs> you just gotta find little king. No, little king trash mouth is a raccoon. Never mind. Just kidding. <laughs> so they cut back to Barney, and he, Bar- Barney's gone off the deep end at this point. Oh yeah. He's. On top of his dad's car, which he's destroying that car, which is, I think it's his his driving instructor car too. I wouldn't, yeah, that would actually make sense. So, oh, this that set, I am ninety nine percent sure is the same set from that seventy show. It is. I, I, I loved that seventy show, and they you have re- all the seasons, right? I do. Um, yes, e- I do. Even the Josh Meyer season. Yes, that's season eight, and it is very bad, and I actively hate it. All but I remember from that season is when they first introduce him and they have him uh, in the round table. He's mm-hmm. like, whoa, this stuff's working really well. And he just goes, balls! <laughs> like, oh, fuck. I hate Randy. Randy but, was so annoying. But um, they also reuse um, Barney's childhood bedroom is Eric Foreman's bedroom set it, as well. It is. Uh, because this... I assume even, it was shot on the same lot. It is. It, it's the Fox lot. Yeah. Fox made the show, but it aired on CBS. Mm-hmm. So it is the the that seventy show set for some of it. It's only yeah, it's not part of their regular stuff. It's only when they go to like Barney's childhood home or Jerome's house in this episode. Because Westchester, like Ted's house. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, not a hundred percent positive, but I think it's the Will and Grace set. I never watched Will and Grace, so I wouldn't know. I think it is because. Oh. I know that the street that they use, some of it is from Friends, mm-hmm. is the outside of Central yep. Perk. Um, but other than that, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure because everything happened on that set, yeah, on that, that lot. lot. So cool. Barney's on top of the car, and he's trying to rip off the, the, the <laughs> basket- basketball hoop. And uh, do, you want, do you want to act out the scene? Do you want to be John Lithgow and I'll be... Sure. I'll be... So uh, he starts at uh, Barney. Um, what? I don't remember. He's started. like, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. What are you doing? I'm taking this. This is mine now. Uh, well, and then he, he leaves and he comes back. And he says, if you're going to do that, at least do it right. And he gives him a screwdriver. And then Barney starts banging <laughs> on it. No, 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 no. Put the slotted end, put the pointy end into the slots and turn. Lefty loosey, righty tighty. And then, then he says... Uh, I wasn't a very good father. And he's like, no, but if you were going to be someone's boring dad, why couldn't you be mine? Down and talk to me. Why? Why should I? You're lame, okay? You're just some lame suburban dad. Why does that make you so mad? Because if you were going to be some lame suburban dad, why couldn't you have been that for me? And then he, that kills me because yeah. A, A, it's not Barney. That yep. that felt more like a Ted or a Marshall. Yeah. Like or the, even a Robin, emotional, emotional stuff. Yeah, I can see Robin getting like that with because Robin's that way with her dad. Yeah. Um, there's a line that I want to go back to from the very beginning of the show when when Barney says to Robin, "My dad can beat up your dad." Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No, he, no, he could no, not. he can't because one of my favorite lines from this entire series is when Barney describes uh, uh, Charles uh, Robin Charles Shabatsky Senior. Mm-hmm. Um. And he goes, he looks like he just got done slapping a guy tied to a chair. <laughs> and then her dad counters that with, I used to do wet work for the CIA. So no, <laughs> Jerome Jerome cannot beat up Charles. Like No. 
Not at all. No, he would be dead. Good stuff. But I do, I do love when her dad becomes a, a parrot head and becomes addicted to uh, Jimmy Buffett. Oh yeah, at the very end, like yeah. that was like during the last season, right? It, or uh, like yes. So uh, he gets the basketball hoop off. He leaves. Yep. And he, they imply that he's never gonna. Yeah, it's basically like Jerome says something along the lines of like, "Well, if you ever want to talk to me, you know how to reach me," type of deal. And like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's expected. It's implied that Barney's like, "Nope, I'm done." Yeah. But he, he takes the basketball hoop uh, back to Ted's house, and this is a callback to the beginning of the episode where Ted's talking about how what he wants to do with things, and he says, "Oh, we need to have a basketball hoop out here." And then Barney brings the basketball hoop and. And he's like, you're right, it does need a basketball hoop. He's like, no, I liked your stripper idea. So this is where Marshall is no longer the the one they feel bad for. Mm-hmm. It's now Barney. Yeah, they pushed it on the Barney. Barney gets point. the kid gloves now. And then they end the episode so sad. He goes, no, you're right, a kid needs a hoop. And then it's like, ba, fade to black. So let's talk about how I met your mother uh, as I, a whole. I want to talk oh, about one thing first go ahead. before, before I do this. Um, casting of John Lithgow, I know we've already talked about this. He is so good in this role. Um, it's Whenever you have a famous actor come into a show, it's always a little potentially weird. Um, unless you get someone who is like a known sitcom actor or is a good sitcom actor. Because usually when you have like Katy Perry, for example, or Britney Spears when she was on this show, they come in and they just feel off like they're reading lines they don't feel like a character they feel like a caricature it, it doesn't fit but when you have someone like john lithgow come in because he, he it, did it exactly for so many he years um i also watch new girl occasionally yeah. uh, my wife really loves it and i think it's fine um there was an episode where like so the actors on there are fine it's zoe deschanel and um a couple of max greenfield a couple other people jack and, johnson yeah jack johnson and like they're they're fine but there was an episode where, Jake Johnson. where, where, yeah, Jack, Jake, whatever, where Caitlin Olson did a guest appearance. Uh, Caitlin Olson is uh, Sweet D from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and she just came in and she was an amazing character, and she acted circles around everyone else in the scene that she was in. She like elevated everyone else. And John Lithgow is that type of actor. Like he comes in here and he just fits in. He slots into this show so perfectly. And it's whenever you I see that, it always just jumps out at me. It's like this person is made for this type of storytelling, and they elevate the material. He comes back two more times. He comes back uh, two episodes later for Hopeless. Yep. And then he comes back for Barney's Wedding. Yeah, and the, the Then he's season. there for, like, the rest of the season. Yeah. The, the one actor who is uh, an accomplished sitcom actor who is on the show is Michael Gross, who plays Ted's dad from Family yes. Ties. He's, Same thing. But he's not that good. It's because he's playing a weird character. Like, Ted's dad is, like, in a weird place, and so it doesn't... He doesn't, like, mesh or gel. Right. He also is so different from Ted that it's just, like... Yeah. Eh, I can't see this... How this guy became his son. Yeah, so it, it it's just... But John Lithgow is perfect. Oh, 100%. Because he plays all the roles he's famous for playing. He plays the Trinity Killer at the very beginning of the episode. And then... He, I love when, when he he's Barney's version of his dad. He's, like... Yeah, I like to pick up trim. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's stuff like that that I'm talking about that shows just how good of an actor right. Lithgow is. Because he goes serious. He's like, I got your letter. And then he's like, yeah, I was picking up tail. I was cruising yeah. for chicks. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, 
Chick's too chatty. Life's too short. And yeah, it took, that took you five seconds. It was too long for me. Type yeah, of but what Barney talks about wanting to to run plays with his dad. He says the the father knows breast, the Bush dynasty, and then lick uh, father, lick oh, son. That's so gross. Yeah, but would you really want to talk with your dad about sandbagging chicks? Like. <laughs> Barney clearly would, like, but that's like a, I'm assuming that was like a goal of Barney's, or not a goal, but just like a, a life want. Yeah, I mean, he, it's a, Barney, he reads the actual audiobook for the playbook, mm-hmm. if you ever listen to it. Oh, no, I And haven't. the way he says sandbagging chicks and getting down to business <laughs> is so creepy. Um, but I will say, him reading The Mrs. Stensfire is the, the greatest play. Like, uh, so... Him trying to set his dad up with women, like, it's weird that he wants to, like, go get action with his dad, right? Yeah, that's, that's strange. It, it, weird, I mean, weird, weird. It, it gives you insight into Barney's psyche, but Barney is just... Uh, Messed Bar- up. Barney is one of the most complicated characters, and that, that goes into, like, the entire series yeah, as yeah, a whole. Yeah, let's, let's shift over to the series so, now. So, the one person I want to talk about the most is Robin. Okay. Because everyone's like, well, Robin belongs with Ted. No, she doesn't. I disagree with that one. The mother belongs with Ted. Yeah, that... uh, Every time... Ted and Robin's story, as far as I'm concerned, was done in season three. After they break up, like, because they're together all of season two, they break up at the end of it, and then season three deals with that fallout, and their friendship is solid after that. Yeah, as soon as she sleeps with Barney. Yeah, exactly. Done. Moving on from Ted, and then... Ted would always come back to Robin, and that bugged the crap out of me. Because I don't want to see the Ted and Robin story. I want to see Ted and the mother. Or him getting to the mother. And getting over Robin is a part of that. And every time they would drag Robin's relationship back with Ted, it just felt like the show was taking like 17 steps backwards. It really did. And it made you like Ted less. because in mm-hmm. Ted's my least favorite character. Really? Yeah. Robin's I, I, mine. I hate Ted. Oh. It's so annoying. See, for me, it goes... Marshall. Yep. Lily. I think it'd be Marshall, no, Barney, Lily. Marshall, Barney. Barney and Lily are like tied. Then Ted. Mm-hmm. And then Robin is at the bottom. Because for me, Ted's not that bad. But Robin does horrible things. She cheats on her boyfriend. She cheats on several people different times. Yeah. Uh, she. And it's expected, she does it with Barney, but it's expected of Barney. That's Barney. Like, yeah. So th- that's that's fine if Barney does it. And I know it's that double standard, mm-hmm. but Barney established who he is long ago. Robin didn't. She yeah. was always supposed to be career-oriented, which she falters, like, several times. Yeah. But that's a part of, like, her character development. Like, when she was with Don, like, um, and she, like, gave up. Uh, an advancement to be with someone. I really liked that that sequence because right. that was awesome. That was good character development for Robin. Yeah, but at, and she got burned. But at the same time, see, Ted is supposed to be based on uh, one of them, either Carter's or Bay, mm-hmm. and then Marshall is the opposite. Ted does some things right, like Ted. I mean, I, I guess him and Robin are both at the bottom. Okay. Um, Marshall is always at the top. Naturally. Because Marshall is just so innocent and so pure mm-hmm. that I love him. And Robin does everything wrong. She doesn't deserve a second chance, in my opinion. Okay, no, I can see that. Because, but that's why I think she's good for Barney. It's right, that, like the... that's, that's my point. Because Barney is up at the top because he is a scumbag. He knows he's a scumbag. Yeah. And he's okay with that. 
But Robin thinks she's a good person. Yeah. Robin says she always does the right thing, but she's not. Yeah, she uh, she's a little bit more holier than thou, from what I can gather. So that's and, what you're talking about. And Ted, Ted's not pathetic, but Ted's not great. I just find Ted annoying because he's always talking about, oh, wanting to like get with the mother, or not get with the mother, but like, I need to find love, I need to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then he's always reverting to Robin, where like that bridge has been burned. And also I just find him like obnoxious from time to time like his uh his um his whole issue with like vocabulary being like oh this is how you pronounce uh being pretentious. he's he's wicked pretentious yeah i mean i can understand that but they're making fun of uh the real life actor they're making fun of josh radner because yeah, cause he's actually like that well he's he i think he's a mensa scholar like i wouldn't be surprised yeah he he has a really high iq but then marshall marshall i gotta get back to marshall because mm-hmm. Marshall is the best. Oh, 100%. Marshall's so good. But then Marshall just... There are times where... Where he and Ted are on the same plane. But Ted actually does the right thing. This is why Ted is still, you know, above Robin, if not, you know, equal to. Mm -hmm. Because in the episode where Ted is outside of It's a Wonderful Life, the Christmas episode, Ted... And Ted, like, sets all of his friends on the right path. Type yeah, of that's season four or five. Uh, I want to say five. Yeah, Probably but five. That's, where we, five. that's where we get the Ted that we love. Yeah, Ted is good like, in that one. Ted, Ted, the first three seasons is great. Um, No, it might be later. I think it's season four. No. Or season six, maybe? That, well, season six is... um The Christmas episode is when he dies, is when Marshall's I, dad dies. I think dies. his, and his dad dies seven. right after i might be disaster no 40 minutes burning not drunk train no pressure it would have been maybe i don't think it was season four season four was way too early maybe it was when did they when did marshall and lee start trying to get um get pregnant season five or season six yeah no it's it's probably season six no, season six, because uh, maybe it was, but the season six... Um, Christmas episode. Christmas episode was when Marshall's dad dies. No, bad news was after that. Uh, what's before that? Sorry, okay, everyone. False positive, yeah. False positive. That's what it is. It's false positive. Yes, you're right. That's the yeah, Christmas you're right, one. You're right, you're right. And then the next one, yeah. Is bad news. So yep, 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 yep. that episode, Ted is perfect. Ted's back to the way we like him. He, he's over Robin. That's why Ted goes back to being the Ted we like. Yeah. Because the first three seasons of Ted is awesome. Ted's great there. I agree. And then this episode, because Robin gives up doing, uh, uh, working for a harder news company. Yeah, this is the one where she is the coin flip girl. Yeah, and he's like, heads, you take the job. Tails, you take take the the job. Take the job. And he's like, hey, free suit made out of diamonds, everyone. (laughs) And he's like, you're going to go upstairs and you're going to have sex and you're going to have a baby. Yep. Just do it. And that's the Ted we love. Yes, I that's, 100% agree. That's why you know he's going to be a good Bob Saget later. <laughs> that actually annoyed me. Um, that Bob Saget was the voice of Ted for the entire show. And they never show Saget. And they never show Saget at the end. They, it's just Josh Radner in old makeup. Right. And um, that just just bugged the crap out of me. Because so, then it was Ted's voice. It wasn't Bob Saget's voice. Come on! See, I, w- I wish they had... Bob Saget, and I wish that it turned into like the Olsen twins, and See, then that and then Stamos, and then they couldn't act. 
Because if you think about it, How I Met Your Mother and Full House are very similar. Because Stamos is uh, Stamos is Barney. Robin is Becky. Joey is Marshall, and then Marshall uh, Joey ends up marrying a comedian. So okay. So like like if if they made it that Full House is in the same realm of How I Met Your Mother, that would have been very funny. And then you would have been okay with the mother dying because you know that she already did die exactly by a drunk driver. So uh, so yeah, there Sorry. guys, there's a cat in here. So yeah. Sorry, <laughs> no, it's no problem. Um, so How I Met Your Mother as a whole, I have like a such a love hate relationship with this show because I love the first four seasons and then season five starts getting really flaky with for me because that's around the time that, that Ted starts getting like incredibly obnoxious for me. And season six has some some good episodes, but on the whole I feel like it wasn't as great. Um season seven it picks up for me. I see I hate season seven. But it has I the ducky like, tie. Yeah, yeah, okay, so it has the ducky tie, but the rest of it just didn't do it for me. Season eight it started to pick up again for me, and then season nine is a garbage trash fire, and then it, it, it ends. The reason I hate season nine is because season nine is a one giant setup for Barney and Robin's wedding, and then they undo it within five minutes of the finale. And it's not and fair. It, it's so annoying. It's so unfair, too, because they also do that thing again. They show you the mother's life, and the mother's life was actually kind of hard. Yeah. Because she found the love of her life. And their whole point... He dies, uh, right? He dies on his way to give her her present. He has the present waiting for her. Yeah. Then he goes to take a cab. And what they say is that the cab got T-boned and he dies. Yeah. So, and then they try to bring that back so that Ted got T-boned in a cab, but he lived. Oh, yeah. I remember that. They're they're trying to be like, well, he was the one that lived. He was the right one for Mm -hmm. her. So, I'm sorry, Dwight. I'm I'm directing with my hands. I'm like moving. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> whack. Uh, so, Ted Ted is the right one for her. They show her life. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. She doesn't date anyone until she ends up dating that weird guy. Yeah. And then she meets Ted, and he's perfect for her. 100%. And then they kill her. And they kill her, like... Off screen and like it's, it's yeah. no, they show her in the hospital. They, they show her in the hospital, but they it's like three lines. It's like and then your mother was there for me, and I was there for her when your mother got sick, and now she's dead. Like that was it. Like that was the ending. Ba, like, was, ba, 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 yeah, ba. Oh, it's so it was the uh, it made me so mad. I and, hated this thing, and it soured the rest of the show for me. I don't like rewatching the show anymore because well, it's like this is all for nothing. This shows what what a great guy Josh Radner is. I mean, sure. They, they make those jokes about him being pretentious and really well-read. But also, he knew from the very beginning that the mother was going to die. And he was okay with it. Yeah. For, At first. for the Because he only thought that everyone thought the series was going to last three seasons or two See, seasons. That would have been perperfect. And Victoria was going to then be the mother. Yeah, I thought Victoria and was that, the mom at first. Yeah, so yeah. and, and then, then it makes sense because he picked Victoria... She died, and then he went back to Robin. That, if Victoria that... was the mother, I would have also been mad about that because the name of the show is How I Met Your Mother, and he met Victoria season two, so he should have said when he met her, that's how I met your mother, or see, right. he met her in season one. Like, that that would have annoyed me. Yeah, but that was only going to be if, like, the series ended, yeah. if it got canceled. So what happened... What happened was... Uh, they they made it very clear that 
Victoria wasn't going to be the mother. Mm-hmm. They showed you who the mother is. And the way they introduced the mother, I love because they use this Shin song uh, called Simple Song. And mm-hmm. it, it fits in really well. But then you find out how sad the mother's life is. Yeah. And it's and, heartbreaking. Yeah. And you find out that she's the w- one out of three for uh, two out of three times. She's the third person for the naked man. Oh, yeah. And that her life is supposed to mirror Ted's with like like chaos and destruction but hers is worse yeah especially with the ending like yeah because everything that happens to her is like I, I assume it's because they had to condense her story into one episode but it was just like so many it was like gut punch after gut punch after gut punch for her like it felt like very little went her way what they should have done is the whole season should have been her that would have been awesome it like, should have been her leading up to that moment. Yeah. And so, like Ted and the rest of them are like in the background. On right. So, like that. so what happened was Josh Radner found out he was okay at first. Then season four, mm-hmm. he started to like question it. And then when they introduced her halfway through season nine, halfway through filming, he goes to Baze and Carter because he was the only one who knew. Who knew the ending. Who knew the ending. Uh, Jason Siegel joked about it, but he didn't know that that was the thing. Yeah. So he goes, are you sure you still want to do this? Like, this is, uh, we've introduced Kristen, uh, Kristen Milioti, who plays the mother, and everyone loves her. Are you sure you want to do this? And even uh, Pamela Fryman, who directed every episode except for two, which Neil Patrick Harris directed, was like, we shouldn't do this. And they're like, well, it's my show. So they kill off the mother, and they had How I Met Your Father all lined up. And then CBS is like, nope, nope, nope. Good. You, like, I'm, I'm glad it didn't get a... Yeah, they're like, you messed up. Bad. You And their whole point was like, this is like a comedic version of Lost. No, it's not. It. I will wholeheartedly disagree with that. I mean... I can, I, I can mediumly see what you're talking about because of, like, just the um, way the storytelling lines up and nothing... Certain things aren't linear and just, like, it's a mystery as to who the mother is, but... It's a comedy, guys. Come on. And what really bothered me was, so they kill off the mother, and they mate. so then they try to push that the message of the entire show has always been Ted and Robin are meant for each other. Because they filmed the kids. that's so wrong. They filmed the kids back in season one or season two. It was the end of season two was the last time they, they used the kids. Yeah, so they filmed them doing that whole bit like seven years ago. Yeah. Before, and... That ending just felt so out of place. Yeah, it was. It, 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 I liked I liked the the alternate version that they aired as an apology, but also mm-hmm. there's a fan there's a fanfic mm-hmm. one where um, he goes and that's how I met your mother and then the mother shows up with groceries and be like okay will you help me bring these in and he the mother goes what's he been saying and just the story of how we met and he goes she goes oh that's not how we met this is how we met. And it cuts back to him and Trudy, that drunken knight, and he's acting like a jackass. Mm-hmm. And he, she goes... That's the, that's the pineapple one, right? Yeah. And, and she goes, uh, you're very cute, but m- maybe this is how you should remember me. And she hands him the pineapple. Oh, that would have been awesome. Because they never explained the pineapple, right? Or did they? They did a deleted scene where, uh, where the captain has a pineapple outside his house. And a pineapple, I guess, was nautical speak for come on in or goodwill uh, or yeah. something stupid. But it would have been better if it was the mother yeah, doing that. Pineapple. That would have been awesome. Uh, what is your favorite How I Met Your Mother episode? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, da- oh, um, I really love Slap Bet. 
like the original slap bet and then the that's let's go to the mall in that one yes let's go to the mall just because it's so good and in the turn on let's go to the mall was it that was so funny i thought it was hysterical that one and then also in season two where marshall uses his first his second slap i think or third slap he uses the third slap on barney during um barney's bad play where <laughs> moist exactly moist, moist. spraying lily but that one because that was the first time where there was like a deliberate callback to something like that and i was just like awesome they're gonna make this slap bet thing go on for so long and they did i love the slap bet stuff i love whenever they do robin sparkles my yep. favorite episode is glitter Art. Okay. Art. Is it glitter? Uh, it's this season, but... Uh, um, What's it about? I think uh, it's the one where uh, you find out that she was on a TV show called um, Space yeah, Teens. Yeah, it's called Glitter. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and they they basically... <laughs> Barney goes, wait, is this porn? And he goes to hit Marshall, and she goes, no, it's a kid's show. And then they just keep doing the slow motion of her jumping up and down yep. with Nicole Schweitzinger. And the and the beaver, two beavers are better than one, and all this the innuendo stuff. Yeah, because so I just love how they keep trying to get Robin to watch it, and they're drinking beer, and she goes, hey, how's your beaver? And Barney does a spit take. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, good. And she R- says, R- busy R- as a... R.I.P. Alan Thicke. Oh, yeah, Alan Thicke in that episode. And that episode is just so crazy. Uh, we could have done that one, but I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I also like Blitz Giving. Oh, the Blitz with, um, speaking of Lost. With, yeah, uh, Jorge Garcia. That's why they did Jorge Garcia. They basically that? said he's supposed to be Hurley. I could see that. Yeah. That'd be amazing if he's like, well, I gotta go, guys. I gotta get this flight. I thought he did. Or, no, am I making that up? I thought, I thought he did something on this. No, okay, I... I think we were just talking about how funny that would have been. Yeah, that's. I, I like Blitzgiving. Blitzgiving is good. Um, <laughs> the gentleman. <laughs> the gentleman. What else do I like? I really like. Um, Best Burger in New York's really good. Yes, Best Burger in New York is excellent. I really like the ending of season two where uh, Marshall and Lily get married, and then it ends on a legendary, like legend. Wait for it. And, and then the season, season three. Ends starts with dairy, dairy which is just awesome oh i really like how i met everyone oh else. with blah blah yep blah blah, blah blah is one of the best one-off characters and i love how they reveal her name karen and she goes thank you <laughs> i i love any tv show that does ha- like origin stories like this like uh my favorite episode of firefly is out of gas that's where, mine too where they go through yeah. how he met everyone that's my how favorite everyone episode. got on the thing so this is like my out of gas for this. Yeah. It's so good. Because I, I love Barney in that episode. When when he's like, my brother's deaf. This is the first time I'm... And then you find out that Ted knows how to do sign, sign language, language. And it's so great. It was perfect. I also, I, I do love any of the ones with uh, characters from Harold and Kumar. Oh, I love yep. when John Cho shows up. I love when uh, Kel Penn shows up. Yep. But Kel Penn had more of an arc than John Cho. Yeah, John Cho only did, I think, two or three episodes. I think think he did too if that and yeah, well calpen was an actual like season. relationship character with right. robin that that was season seven yes and uh i also love with um when the baby's born they they tell the stories mm-hmm. and uh marshall is so drunk that he like can't get up the stairs he can't get up the stairs and the atm machine turns into I mean, there are episodes that are so good, and like the 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 show is way way above, you know, its time. Yeah. 
but then they they destroyed it with season nine and I feel that same way about Scrubs. I love Scrubs, yep. season one through eight, and that's how I feel about this. I love season one through eight. Season nine of Scrubs, as soon as they got rid of Sarah Chalk and Neil Flynn and Zach Raff was in, what, six episodes? Yeah, he was in the first six, I believe. No, like... Yeah, it was annoying. I, um, I, I really can't say that much about that season because uh, my wife was an intern on that uh, on season nine, and she loves it, so I, know. I, I, I kind of... Uh, I understand the soft spot for it. It wasn't supposed to be Scrubs. No, it was supposed, it was supposed to, be to be Scrubs Med School. Med School. And Which they, I would have been fine with. Exactly. It would have been great. Like a spinoff show, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, focusing... I think my problem with season nine of Scrubs is they told us that Zach Braff was not going to be in it. Yeah, and he was in it for the first six. And he showed just... up. If it was just... If they did like what they did on Happy Days... Mm-hmm. Uh, or I should say Joni Loves Joni Shachi. Shachi, where it's like just like Dr. Cox and like Turk. Yeah, like Dr. Teaching... Co- because Dr. Cox and Turk would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. And I love I love Dave Franco on, on that. Yeah. But you already have... And Carrie a, Bechet was good, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, she played... Um, she played the... Uh, girl the, JD. The, the, yeah, the JD so analogy. It, she was so perfect as JD, yeah. as girl JD, you didn't need Zach Braff. Exactly. And I do love Zach Braff. Uh, but... They also didn't get Zach Braff back for the final episode. Like, right. that bugs me. That's, like, that's my big problem with it. So... You can do Scrubs Medical School, mm-hmm. but don't call it Scrubs Season 9. Yeah. Call it, call it Season 1 Scrubs Med School, or just call it Med School. Yeah, that would have been fine. And, and just have it be a spinoff. Cool, because- cool story about Season 9, though. Um, my wife get to do ADR for the final Eagle, because it's like a big group Eagle, so her voice is in, in nice. the episode. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. <laughs> but also, I love John C. McGinley. So. Oh, he's, he's excellent. Yeah. I He's, he's fantastic. So, how many bagels are missing? From this one? Um, hmm, not that many. No, I'm going to say this is probably an eight bagel, so five are missing. Because I don't like how they handled Barney's character. Um, this came at, like, a... Marshall stuff was a little bit manipulative. Um, and, like, the some, there were some just, like, gross jokes, like, with, like, the, the pee joke and the... Um, stripper pole getting stuck to it joke. Yeah, and like that also left a lot of questions. <laughs> like, yes, just a bit. Um, but I I liked John um, John Lithgow on it. Um, I liked seeing that that seventy show sets. <laughs> it's silly, and Marshall was funny as always. So I'm gonna go with there's eight bagels left on this one. Yeah, I, I'm going with eight bagels also. I originally was gonna take out seven. Mm-hmm. I uh, uh six. Okay. Not five. Not five. But John Lithgow's performance is so good. Yeah. And even even Neil Patrick Harris is really good in this episode. He he's does good in parts of it when he's like being consistent. He's good. When when he's being Barney, he's yes. really good. When he's being sad, it's really yeah. And I I really think this is a very strong uh, Jason Segel episode too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because he carries that B story hard. Uh, which is great. Robin has her moments, but you know how I feel about Robin. Yes. But Lily doesn't have much to do, and neither you know, does Ted. Lily or Ted don't do anything. Ted has the little speech Chameleon. At the end. Yeah, like, and the, the Chameleon and the um, talking about, like, his house. You, you said, like, Ted takes over from Marshall at the end there when he's talking to Barney about stuff. That's really it, but that's because Ted stinks, and no one likes him. <laughs> uh, season six through nine, Ted stinks. Yes. 
season five is when he starts to change into the where Ted. Yeah. Um, but this also leads back into what I said during Bebe's Kids about what Dana Gould said about taking things too seriously in a sitcom because uh, he was on... He was on Go Bayside. He talked to uh, April Richardson while he was watching an episode where this is when sitcoms take themselves too seriously. Because back in the day, Dick Van Dyke, Gilligan's Island, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't take themselves seriously. The monsters, they wouldn't do that. This is like if on Gilligan's Island, this is what he used. And I'm going to use a different analogy afterwards. But he said, if we don't make this wrap out of the coconuts, we are going to die. And this feels like for... How I Met Your Mother, we made this wrapped out of coconuts, so everyone's going to die. No matter what, yeah. Yeah. So, but would you recommend people watch it? Um, if you like How I Met Your Mother, yes. I'm, I'm actually on a medium for this. If you've never seen the show, no. If you've, in, if you've seen some episodes here and there, yeah, I, I would say give, give it a watch. I don't think it's a necessary episode, but I think it's an interesting episode from a tonal perspective i would say skip ahead two episodes to hopeless if you want to see because that's the yeah. better john lithgow episode I agree. and it, it really showcases everyone it showcases barney he gets a little sappy but he's drunk while he does it so it makes sense that he's yeah. get, getting sentimental so yeah okay so uh so, so scott what, what what's next week <laughs> i didn't hit her i didn't hit her oh hi dwight <laughs> Hi, hi. Did, did you hit her? Do you want to go toss the football around, Scott? <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Dwight! I have... I got the test back. I definitely have cancer. <laughs> Breast cancer, right? Breast cancer, yes. We're, guys, we're going to the room. We're not going with Brie Larson to room. We're going we're to going the room. The room. So do yourself a favor. This isn't on any streaming platform. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to either rent it or find a way to watch The Room by Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau, oh my god. Or you can listen to the audiobook, The Disaster Artist, which I've read and I listened to the book, mm-hmm. and it is fantastic. I can't wait for that movie to come out. Soon. Yep. And uh, we'll be talking about that next time. So, awesome. smell you later. Bye. Bye.